Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the king of frontside 180 kickflips, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Wex, how are we doing today, bud? Oh, doing pretty good. This is a different early morning version of the podcast instead of a late afternoon, so no beers, still pretty tired. Got me a nice Red Bull winter edition to wake myself up this morning for this great podcast we're about to record. Yes, great podcast indeed. Uh, this week we are covering Ring of Honor's final battle, could possibly be their final ever pay-per-view, um, versus Armageddon 2006. Uh, Going to kind of finish up that 2006 storyline moving into 07. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but before we do, um, I got some feedback about the Vengeance 01 and War Game Show, and I got called out. A lot of you guys were like, you know, it's a great pay-per-view, but it's nowhere near as good as WrestleMania 17. But you know what? I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. I think the Vengeance is better. I don't care what you guys say. You can vote against me. Uh, but I am Mr. Know-It-All here, and I am right. So Vengeance was better. I'm just going to leave it at that. Hey, I'm Any not going to disagree. I, I fucking love Vengeance, so I definitely will not disagree with you on that. I had a few people who told me that they thought the NXT 2.0 was a little bit better than uh, we rated it, but eh, I'm not so sure. I, uh, I think they just have a little WWE boner there, and they just want to yeah. keep giving it a little extra, but it, it was not that fucking good. Like, No, dude, it wasn't that good. It wasn't, bad, it wasn't a bad show. We no, it wasn't it bad, but it was not. I think we rated it very fairly. I think we did, too. I think we did, too. Um, and I think we're going to rate this one very fairly as well. Uh, but before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show, let's get into the news. What's going on? What's the current events? What's the haps? Tell me about the social studies we got going on here. All right. So the first thing, uh, of course, we had that really big, amazing Wednesday night. AW Dynamite winter is coming with the Broadway of Brian Danielson going up against Hangman Adam Page. And great match. Like. It was insane, like fucking like storytelling to the T. Ric Flair even went on Twitter and was like, all right, that was one of the best Broadways I've ever seen. He was talking shit about Danielson like a week before. But I guess, you know, he changed his mind. And that's what goddamn good wrestling does. You might not think someone's that good. And you're like, fuck, they can do that. It was really good, really good. And the, the yeah. story there, which is great. Think about this. You know, Kenny drawed with uh, Danielson and then Hangman draw with Danielson. But yet Hangman beat Kenny. Yeah. So it's like you have so much going on there. Rematches on both sides. They can work yeah. that, weave that any way they want, which is AEW's good at doing that. And speaking yeah. of AEW, uh, Brody King, it's kind of been leaked, but he's the official new signee to AEW, part of the House of Black faction. If you saw the little vignette on Dynamite, it kind of teased him bringing a person into the faction, and it's kind of been leaked out that it's Brody King, which they're already a tag team. They're the P PWG tag team champions anyway. So Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense. Also, Brody King is kind of a badass, so. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both gnarly, so they could be a definite, formidable team to deal with in AEW. Uh, so, have you heard about the the Jeff Hardy conspiracy? Yeah, the idea that he like faked it to get fired. Yes, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's asinine. It's asinine to say. I that. mean, why would you? Yeah, come on now. And I think it's kind of ridiculous that they did firing prematurely without giving him the drug test and stuff because Matt's saying it's going to come back clean and they just kind of jumped the gun on it. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, so we'll I guess see we'll what see. happens when it all comes out because if it comes out that he was clean and it just was like him just being weird and they just decided to jump the gun, that's looks bad on WWE is all I'm going to say. Yeah, or he could have just been drunk. I mean, but you can just be, be drunk one night and 
Well, some, some, you know. I mean, <laughs> they all they, you know, WWE embraces that. They turned it into a storyline. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. He got public intox too, like in 2019, and then they're like, fuck it, we're going to make it a storyline. Like, that. there's no way that can be good for your psyche. But anyways, speaking of the WWE, Kevin Owens has actually re-signed. We had the yeah, rumors that's going to leave. It makes sense. He said he was going to, you know, he's doing what's best for his family. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's comfortable there. And I think that they, I mean, he's going to be, he's a top 10 guy and they're going to continue to use him as a top 10 guy. So that's, I mean, if you can, regardless of how you feel about WWE, if you can be one of the top 10 guys on that roster and you know, you're going to be used regularly, why would you go anywhere else? I mean, you're at, you're at, I mean, AEW is great. It's a cool, it's an upstart promotion. It's, it's hot. It's like, it's fashionable right now. But like it's no, it's still not close to WWE in like global reach. Yeah, like, so like why would you not stay as long as you possible? I mean, because I mean, well, how old is Owens now? He's like in his late, th- he's like 38, 39, right? Yeah, and at this point, uh, he's been in WWE longer than any other promotion he's been with. Because right, and he signed. I think it was the new, the new signing was a four year deal, right? So he'll yeah, be forty two like when he gets out, and that's not too old to go to AEW and have like one more year and be done. You know what I mean? Like. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, hats off to him. Stay in the top 10, make as much money as you possibly can. Good for you, Kevin Owens. And if they can try to snag some people from AEW, I know Fox, USA, and all the networks specifically are interested in Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Of course, which, of course. Why would you not be? He's, we've, we've said this many times, best heel, best talker in the game today, and he's like yeah. early 20s. Yeah. He's it's the best insane. on the mic. Yeah, it's insane. And one more big thing, which uh, is going to be part of one of the pay-per-views we're covering, the final, final battle. The new Ring of Honor world champion, Jonathan Gresham, is going to be, for the first time, defending that belt on a GCW show tonight as we're recording this Friday, December the 17th, against AJ Gray in a pure rules match. Ooh, okay. I like that. I mean, I don't think, you know, Gresham's going to drop the belt to AJ Gray, but if he did, dude. There's no way. There's no way, but that'd be so sick for AJ Gray to be the Ring of Honor world champion. Of course, yeah. It'd be amazing, but what, I don't think it's going to happen just yet. But, dude, just the rub he's going to get from having that match is fucking fantastic. Yeah, and, I mean, we'll talk about this more when we cover the Ring of Honor show, but I like the idea of these titles being used. Do uh, we have anything else in the, in the news? Nothing that significant, you know, just we really covered the whole thing. We haven't really gotten – I don't know if the ratings have came out for winter is coming yet. They may have by the time we recorded this, but that's probably the only big news because they're going to be like, who got the key demos? Did we beat this and that? Which I don't care. I just want to see some good wrestling. Yeah, I really don't care about ratings at all. I feel nah, like – I just want to see I feel good like shit. it's so, so, so stupid that people act like it's it, that's what measures success in 2021. Like I don't know anybody with cable TV. I don't know, like not one person. I so, stream like, everything. Yeah, why? I it's so dumb. I I just I feel like it's such Cut an the cord. old idiotic. We're not, we're not promoting for the streaming services. We're just saying it's dumb. I'm not. Like you're, spon- you're, I'm not sponsored by Sling TV here, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless. Wink, wink. Come on, y'all, give us something. It is what it is. Uh, let's move on here. Let's get to the actual meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, we're gonna get in our wayback machine and keep our 2006 WWE storyline kind of going. Um, and let's dive right into it. It's Armageddon 2006. So this is the December pay-per-view. It's the pay-per-view right after, um, the Survivor Series. And which we covered, so. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're gonna keep it going here. Let's. Uh, we got a package that was kind of weird, kind of like a mixture of Attitude Era and like cheesiness at the same time. It wasn't terrible. It just felt like they were trying to do Diet Attitude Era. It had that old vibe a little bit, but it yeah. just like the production was just weird on it, like the way they yeah. put the package together. Yeah, it felt a little strange. Uh, speaking of strange, the first match on the card here is MVP versus Kane in an Inferno match. I mean. What do you say? Okay, it's a spectacular visual every time. Like, it always looks cool. Um, and both guys can go. The crowd is definitely hot for it, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but And I thought the spots were really smart, like the wheelbarrow spot into the turnbuckle to, like, get him towards the fire. I thought it was... I thought they, like, whoever laid out the match, probably Pat Patterson, did a really great job of, like, teasing the fire uh, in, in, a, in a wrestling match, which was, like, if you put wrestling matches together on a regular basis, that's not something you normally would think of. So I think they did a really good job overall. The pro wrestling was maybe two beers at best, but the sports entertainment of it was like four and a half beers. Um, so to average that out, I gave it like two and a half beers total. Um, pr pretty solid, maybe even 2.75. Where are you at on this Inferno match? I mean, I thought it was pretty like impressive. Just like you said, it wasn't fantastic wrestling, but there's some really cool spots like yeah. the flaming turnbuckle pad spot. Uh, Lots yes. of really cool things in yeah. the match. Like they were just, they were very inventive of what they were doing. Like you said, whoever laid it out. And I will say one thing: JBL started out very high on commentary. Like his first couple, like this match, and we go, he's he's killing it. But it progressively gets horribly worse throughout the night. But on this match, JBL was killing it. I was loving some of the shit he was saying. Yeah, and he was he was like, oh my god, it's five hundred degrees, and just. That's yeah. hundred hot. That's a hundred degrees hotter than juvenile, actually, if you think about it. But oh yeah, MVP literally got set on fire. Like I thought that was pretty cool that he. I don't know what they put on his singlet, but he was legit on fire. And anytime in a wrestling match, when someone is actually flames are coming off of them, that always pops me. Yeah, of it's course. always good. Even I mean, I mean yeah. even if it's all set up, even if it's bullshit, I still love to see people on fire in matches. I but mean, yeah. I gave it three beers, a little bit more than you. It was right in the middle. It was just a. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like. Kane versus MVP. All right, let's let's fucking do it. Yeah, I mean it is. It's it makes perfect sense that we like the fire. I mean, it's like I feel like it's uh it's satisfying the basic human need for like circus entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Like pro wrestling is the last living like carny sideshow. Like, oh, it really is. One hundred percent. That being said, let's keep it moving. There's a segment in the back with Teddy Long and the Divas, which was god awful. Um, I thought JBL on commentary during all of this was phenomenal. I mean, just like top notch. This is the best of his career, probably. Um, yeah. And then the next match here is going to be uh, London and Kendrick versus Regal and Taylor versus Eminem versus the Hardys in a WWE Tag Team Championship ladder match. Um, man, Teddy Long was all over this bitch. by the way, this whole show. Let's get some ladders out here. Play up. Uh, oh yeah, dude. I, I, that popped me love, so hard. They would switch back and forth between calling him Teddy Long and Theodore Long. Like they never, it was never consistent. But I thought it was cool. I was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, it's. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and the match was really great, man. I completely forgot that Dave Taylor even had his run here. Um, but all the spots were awesome and crisp. And I mean, I know Mercury got really jacked up on that ladder spot, uh, and they <laughs> showed it over and over, and his eyeballs like damn near hanging out of his head. Um, my goodness, it was crazy, but. Uh, it, I know it really sucks for Mercury, but I think it did kind of add to the match. Um, and Taylor and Regal were both like solid and did a great job of kind of selling that they were scared of heights. I thought that was genius. Oh, um, yeah. 
Kendrick and London took some insane bumps, too, and so did Nitro. Honestly, I feel like it's a pretty underrated ladder match. Commentary was fantastic. Thought the match absolutely ruled, dude. I gave it five beers. I really enjoyed it. Hey, I'm almost right there with you. Not quite five. I gave it four. But, dude, this was pure madness. Like, the Hardys, the pop they got that night when they came out, I feel like it was probably one of the loudest pops of the night. And, dude, insane for sure. Dude, London and Kendrick, I, I remember they were sick, but, like, I hadn't watched one of their matches together in forever, and they fucking kill it. They're double-team moves, so much cool stuff. And, dude, like you said, Mercury's face getting destroyed is so classic. And he just, like, he doesn't just get fucked up a little bit. He's, like, instantly, like pouring leaking blood and the amount of blood that's on the floor afterwards once he's out of there you just see so much fucking blood then like yeah. you said the visual just gives it that much more intensity it's just brutal as hell and i i have like almost the exact same note about taylor and regal like perfect selling with them right there just just a brutal insane amount of blood like just insane and i love how brian kendrick pretty much botched the sliced bread but they made it work they made it work, indeed. I, I mean, yeah, dude, it's a great match. I feel like it's pretty underrated for a ladder match, especially. Yeah, in this I haven't era. seen that shit in years, and yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be a match of the night, but if y'all want to go back, this is a definitely a one to go back and check if you are interested a bit in some bloody carnage. Uh, I mean, it's easily match of the show, match of the night. I mean, I don't oh, think there's a uh, doubt yeah, about me, that. Probably, yeah, probably right up there. Yeah. So let's keep it going here because it's uh, you know, the first two were kind of. Really entertaining. And next out is Mike Mizanin. Not the Miz yet, but just Mike Mizanin. Um, with a promo on the Boogeyman. Because that, I mean, it's just a really good way to let your foot off the gas here, I guess, and cool the crowd down, because that's exactly what it did. It sucked the air out of the room. Uh, not good at all. Uh, then the Boogeyman comes out, and this was the shits. Uh, it was bad wrestling. The crowd had no interest in the match at all, no reaction. Pretty much sums up 2006 greatly, having an awesome match that turns into the stupidest storyline for no good reason at all. Um, yeah, it was short, so there's that. I gave it a quarter of a beer. That's what I gave it. Hey, you're being generous, and I went by the rule, even though I uh, might be stretching a bit here. There were red lights in this match, so zero. Oh, fair enough. That's fair. Boogeyman okay, yeah. uses red lights in his stuff, so I'm like, nah. And it's Boogeyman and 06 Miz, not even real Miz. It's when he still has, like, the faux hawk. Is it, this, this pre-faux hawk Miz. Yeah, this is Mike Mizanin. This yeah. Is not Miz. This is fresh off of Tough Enough. Yeah. Yes, very fresh. Uh, let's keep it rolling here. We get more Divas kind of BS in the back. It's kind of a weak promo from the Guerreros, too. Uh, then we get a package for Chavo and Benoit. And I thought it was... The package was insanely well done. Um... I don't know how I feel about Chris Benoit's role in this storyline. Dude, dude, dude. This is some fucking surreal, weird shit, dude. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, what do you think about this one, man? Man, if you want to go by just pure in-ring, like, uh, excuse me. Pure in-ring. It's early in the morning. Y'all need to wet my whistle a bit, but we're going to talk about, you know, pure in-ring, work rate. It's fucking good. It's Chris Benoit and Chavo Guerrero. It's going to yeah, deliver every time. But the storyline... Bad. Dude, and... Like, I feel like we're making, stretching Eddie's legacy out here at this point. Stretching it dude, as far as Dude, stretching it, but also, like, I didn't realize this is just, like, doing doing nothing good for his legacy at this point. This is just None. burying it and yeah. making Chris Benoit seem like the crazy, abusive guy who's beating up Vicky Guerrero. And then oh. literally a year later, what he does... Oh man, this is uh, this is tough, and I just 
felt bad watching the match because like they're putting on good work, but I'm just thinking about I'm just like, dude, yeah, you can't, can't. It's, sometimes you can't turn it off. It's weird. I like I can watch Crispin Wild matches from like WCW in 96 and have no issue. Like I just it doesn't because yeah. it's like that to me is a whole different person. Like, I mean, really, as long as it's not I can watch any Crispin Wild match. It doesn't involve a weird storyline about him beating, beating up, up women. Guerrero, like and he's supposed to be this curtain like. They're portraying him as this crazy, oh, roid-raged, yeah. insane man, and what he turns out, ah, it's just too close to the time. Too close. Too close to home, so I couldn't rate this anything higher than three just because I couldn't, like, ah, that Dude, took me out of it. Well, we got a chicken dinner here for the first time on the show. I went right in the middle, pretty much the same thing. I, like, the storyline just rubbed me the wrong way, man. Oh, I mean, God. that on top of just stretching Eddie's, like, legacy out as far as you could. Yeah. It, I mean, because the bell-to-bell, the match was good. But like the inner, like the angle, the booking of it was a dud. Like a this zero is the perfect example, yeah, of WWE using dead wrestlers to like drag out a fucking horrible storyline. They do it all the time. Ugh. They literally, they literally do it all the time, and it's, it's just very bad. And this it's was very perfect, bad. yeah, poor taste. So let's keep it rolling here. We get a, even more divas, uh, you know, just stuff hyping up the lingerie contest, which is so ridiculous. Oh my uh, the next match here, though, is Gregory Helms versus Jimmy Wang Yang for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I think Helms is a very underrated heel in this era, too. I think he really did single-handedly kind of carry this Cruiserweight division in 06. I thought he did great work. The commentary was really, really good, too. I thought JBL did a great job of kind of putting Helms over as a heel. Uh, and the crowd was kind of shitting on it, which I didn't understand because uh, I thought the match was great. The top rope neckbreaker was absolutely perfect. Um, <laughs> I mean, Helms got the win with the code breaker, and I feel like Jericho kind of owes Helms some royalties because I don't think Jericho was doing the code breaker yet. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and let let him get a, a couple 15, 25 cents every time you hit that code breaker there, Jericho. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the match was really good. Three and three-quarter beers for me. Um, where are you at on it? I am being the nice, generous, non-salty one this week because I went four beers on this match. Okay. I thought it was fantastic, dude. Yeah, that's Just fair. like you said, that gnarly swinging neck breaker from the top thing, and then the one on the floor was gnarly too. Uh, they were really wrestling like a pure, mo- like a modern AEW style that you see on an average match, but this was back in 2006. Yeah, they for me it was classic- the crowd poo-poo on it. You know what I mean? The crowd poo-pooing on it gave took away that quarter of a beer. Yeah, that the crowd because the crowd didn't understand it this time. All they we just saw people get set on fire and just titties and ass everywhere. That's all they're worried about at this point. They're not worried about real wrestling and like like this match could have been on a dynamite and they'd been like, oh man, that was a good match. Like oh for sure, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I agree. This gonna this holds up to anything today. That's why I went four beers. And Jimmy Wang Yang, I forgot how good he was. I mean, and oh very him good. And, they've been working back since WCW together and like. Great chemistry. You knew they were going to put on some good shit. And Jimmy Wang Yang, like, is a legit, like, Asian redneck. Like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, a truck driver now. Oh, no, yeah. He's straight up his redneck as hell. He's from Georgia. That's why, like, I love Michael. uh, The commentary was kind of fun back and forth between JBL and Cole about that, too. And it it wasn't, like, bad, like, Jerry the King Lawler, like, racist bad. It was, you know, funny. (laughs) The good funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's just move on. Like, like, let's just keep it moving here. We got a package for Kennedy and Taker in a last ride match, which is essentially just an ambulance match, except for a hearse instead of an ambulance. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy how hard they pushed Kennedy at this time. Like, I feel like he was the top star. I feel like that, and like, even the dirt sheets were like, he's the next Stone Cold. Like, he's going to be this massive, massive star. And then they just kind of dropped him. Like, he got hurt, and then he came back, and then Randy Orton got him fired. Like, and that was it. Like, 
he had so much heat and then he just got hurt and that was it. And it was just done. Like there was nothing. Uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, the match itself is mostly a brawl and the crowd was really into it because Kennedy was very over at this time. Um, me, however, not so much. Um, it was just a lot of punches and kicks and that's just not my style of wrestling. I get why people would like this. Uh, I definitely didn't rate it poorly. The commentary was great as well. Even Cole, I feel like was on top of his game. Um, the bump off the stage was shot really well production wise, even though it was clearly a crash pad when they zoomed out, it was still really well done. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a nice little brawl, but not a whole lot more than that. Um, for me. So I gave it three and a quarter beers, a little over average to me. Um, that's where I'm at with Mr. Kennedy versus uh, undertaker. Where are you at on it? All right. Personally, I've never been a fan of Mr. Kennedy, King Kennedy, or whatever the hell he calls himself these days. I never understood what people got about him. He's just seemed very average to me, but he, he wasn't too bad in this match because it was a brawl and he's an average guy and average wrestlers can do brawls. So he does, uh, you know how his gimmick was being like a ring announcer and doing the Mr. Yeah. Kennedy. He works for the fight network and does boxing, like ring announcing stuff now. Oh, well, Hey, at least that worked out for him. Something, yeah. something went in his favor, but I mean, Undertaker's always good at brawls too. So, you know, it's going to be at least a, a midway match when they do something like this. It's, it's classic taker in this era of the Undertaker. I loved it. I don't know why, like, I don't, cause I got tired of that American badass bullshit after a while. So yeah. he was back to this. I really love this era of the Undertaker. I miss the old pay-per-view sets, dude. Like that, this Armageddon set and the way they utilized it with the bump was sick. Yeah, the custom though, sets really make a massive difference. I think AEW does that right. Um, I don't know. I think it's a massive thing. But, but we're, we're going to go back to Chris Jericho like you talked on that previous match. People try to give him shit for that blood and guts bump, and this was way like obvious and worse than that, that this like wasn't that bad, and no one gave a shit about it back then. But yeah. now that we have the internet and Twitter, people just had to, you know be meticulous and pick shit, you know, pick it apart and be ridiculous about it. But I just want to say that the undertaker bump was way obviously worse. Clearly. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But I yeah, agree. I went three and a half beers though. Anyways, cause it was still an entertaining match, you know, a classic, he would get in the hearse, get ready to drive away and the undertaker would pop up. You knew it was going to happen. It like, was cheese. It was a great sports entertainment thing. You knew yeah. what was going to happen, yeah. but it was great. You're like, Oh yeah. yeah. It's like the pop, the cheesy pop, you know, it's coming, yeah. you know, it's coming. And when it comes, you're like, yeah. Yeah, you like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a diehard moment. It's a it's a cheesy action movie moment that you know you're gonna get, but you love it. Get that little bone pop, and you're ready for it. Speaking of, uh, let's keep it rolling here. Uh, we finally get a, a promo from Finley and Booker. Um, no one is getting double crossed apparently. The po promo was terrible. It was really bad. Uh, Santa makes an appearance uh, and does oh, the Divas God. contest. Do we, have to, do we have to cover this? Uh, no, we see a bunch of thongs. It's ridiculous. I really don't want to cover Dick it. Johnson it, starts dancing. It, yeah, thongs. it's. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, let's just keep it rolling on. The uh, the main event here is Finley and King Booker versus Batista and Cena. Uh, honestly, it felt like a cop-out of a match. It felt like a really cheap way to do to put a main event for a pay-per-view. Like, Because I feel like the rest of the pay-per-view, the undercard's pretty strong, and the main event's trash. Like it's it just Because it's really just four singles guys in a tag match. Um, and the crowd was into it because everybody's over, but it's way too much gaga. Uh, this was, was just a miss for me. Um, you knew the baby faces were going to get the win. It's a Christmas time show. It feels like this should have been a random SmackDown main event at some point. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the two big baby faces from each show against the two big heels. Yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, it, it was a miss for me. The wrestling wasn't bad, though. The crowd was into it. I gave it a beer and a half. That's that's where I was at on it. Where, where, where were you on this main event tag match? Wow, Mr. Salty Man, a beer and a half. I just didn't like it. I mean, plus, well, like, I mean, the only... 
And like Booker T is pretty solid. John Cena was not good at yet. He wasn't good hey, yet. Batista was never good. Much of a higher rating than you. So I understand. But dude, essentially what you said, this was a house a house show tag team yes. main event, a house show match. It was just you got the two champions, like you said, everybody's over. Batista's yeah. really over at this point. He's like yeah. ridiculously over. Silly. And it was never entertaining. It, but yeah. JBL's commentary on this part of the match was fucking horrible. Uh, they said something about, oh, yeah, he, he kicked out. And he goes, you know why? That's called a competitive. I was like, what the fuck? He just, uh, he was just off at this point in the match. He was and probably spent, man. He did, it was he short, though. Spent, it was short. Great work the rest of the show. Yeah. I will say it was short and sweet. Yeah, it was it short and sweet. It didn't last too long. And I was like, okay. But yeah, I just went two beers. So I was like, eh, you know, just. Yep. Classic main event over. Yep. You get a Batista bomb. Everyone goes wild. Yeah, that's it. That is what it is. I would say overall Armageddon was a decent show. Uh, it, it certainly wasn't bad. Um, I mean, that that I mean, the latter match is easily the match of the night for that show, for sure. If you get a well, chance and, to watch. I, and I had the same rating for the Shane Helms versus Jimmy Wang Yang. If you want to see rest, just good wrestling, like I said, it can match up to today's matches, too. In my opinion, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was it was close. It was close. Crowd just wasn't I hot. A, I think I had a full beer over on uh, on the uh, the latter match. But either way, it's solid. That's going to end our uh, 2006 storylines. I'm excited to get into 2007. I'm really liking that we're starting to do these nostalgia shows, like kind of in order. Um, and it's like either you know, like the 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 15 year, I guess, or like the 20 year. Yeah, 30 and kind years, of like, and keeping up the storylines, uh, the matches actually mean more because we know we know what's going on into the match. We know what leads up to it rather than just popping in a random pay-per-view match and be like, all right, like what was the feud that led up to this? Like we kind of know what's going on. Yeah, we're doing the 25 year and uh, the 15 year. That's what we're doing. So like the, yes. the 25 year will be 90. So next year we'll get into 97. I'm super hyped for that. We'll also get into some 2007, some TNA 2007. Um, yeah, we got a lot of really cool shit, man. Maybe even cover some old school Ring of Honor because at that point they were finally starting to get going too. But uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, let's jump into our current pay-per-view. Uh, it's going to be going up against Ring of Honor's Final Battle 2021. Um, man, the knock on ROH has always been that their production value um, uh, has not been up to par. And honestly, the package was pretty good, but the first minute of the package had no sound on the pay-per-view. And it's like, this is why, like, it's little things, guys. It's the little things, guys. Like, it really just makes a massive difference. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Story of ROH, I don't know what it does. I thought the package was good, though. Did you like the opening package here? Yeah, it was good. It's, you know, a little montage showing all the old champions and big Ring of Honor stars of the past. It was a nice little opener, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. The ver I watched it later, and I think the version that I watched maybe did have audio. But I mean, then I had some other I had, later. like the actual fight pay per view, so oh, maybe I put it not. back in. But okay, I definitely bootlegged this uh, 100%. So I had some uh, stream issues, but yeah, uh, it was a nice package. Nice package. Okay, okay. All right, let's get to the opening match match here. It's Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. Uh, I know this is a small thing, but Dragon Lee has hideous basics. Like his lockup is trash. Any of his like actual like. I feel, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I feel like both guys pretty much had, like, the flash moves were great, but the basics were really bad. Like, like it's like they just jumped straight from maybe a day or two of running ropes and doing chain wrestling to doing, like, the flippity-floppity shit because it just wasn't very it's technically Libre. sound. Yeah, yeah, dude, no, 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 no. This was not, 
this was sloppy. Like not, I mean, I've seen Lucha Libre is more, is a little bit more fast paced. Like they were trying to do an American style. It was not Lucha Libre. It was like, it was, this was way slower than Lucha is. And so, the, cause you can see, I don't know. At, at one point too, Ray Horace is like taking punches in the corner and he's adjusting his knee pads at the same time. And I'm I did like, not notice that, but that is absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, w- like, uh, yeah, it's all flash and no, no meat. It's all flash and no meat. Um, I didn't think it was a good match. Uh, at one point there was a rip cord into a half crab. Like he picked him up off the ground to give I, him a rip cord to grab a leg, to put him back on the ground and do a single crab. I it's fucking dumb. That. It's match was dumb. I gave it one and a half beers. Damn. Not I good. did not rate it that Andy low. level. Ne- neither guy should be on a major show period. Well, I've seen both of these guys work great matches before, especially Dragon Lee, Ray Horace. I um, didn't really know much about, but I did not think it was that bad. I thought it was very fast paced, and I will agree. Some of their like basic shit was uh, not as good, but I don't know if it was really Ray Horace or more uh, Dragon Lee, because I've seen Dragon Lee have some amazing matches like in Japan and stuff against like uh, Hiromu Takahashi like, and some stuff in Ring of Honor. So like, maybe it was more of a Ray Horace thing, but... I didn't think it was that bad. I still gave it 2.75 beers. I thought it was like almost a three beer match. There's some crazy reversals. And I liked some of the, I was just into the high, the high flying fast paced stuff. I know you're more of a, you want a little bit more traditional uh, stuff in your wrestling, but I I understand. But yeah, I went 2.75, almost a three beer for me. I don't know what really could have made it a three beer, get it that extra beer for me, in my opinion, but I can see where you're coming from. I understand. I'm not gonna. Match I'm not sucks. gonna. I'm not gonna fault you for saying that. I, I get fluff. it. It's all fluff and flash. There's no actual pro wrestling here. It was just acrobatics. There was none. Like it was literally just acrobatics. That's cool. Like they're great gymnasts, I guess. Uh, let's Maybe because I was going. watching this at work and I was like, "Ooh, I'm seeing some flippy flops while I'm yeah. at work, it's having fun." Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't watch this match, guys. It sucked. Um, we also we did we did get a package after this. It's like a promo, really, and we got several of these. The first one was from Eddie Edwards. Kind of giving a nice goodbye. I hope it doesn't end, but if it does, thank you for everything, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, and then the next match on the card here is Joe Hendry versus Silas Young versus Rhett Titus versus Dalton Castle. It's a four-corner Survivors Ring and of Joe Honor. Hendry. Yeah, that's what I said. I oh, led with him. I, I, oh, sorry. Damn it, Wex. Pay attention, boy. Um, the match was dope. Uh, it's a high spot fest for sure, but it all made sense. Um, it did it like I never felt like one guy was laying out too much. Um, I thought it was great, man. I love Dalton Castle. I think okay, you is... froze up. Oh, sorry. Um, you're good. Yeah, now. I thought the match was froze great. Up for a um, I thought, I thought Dal- Dalton Castle was awesome. I thought they had a great speed, great like tempo, great power, lots of entertainment from the boys too. Um, the ref bump was garbage, but you can't really put that on the workers. That really took away from the match. It was so bad. He just like gets out of the ring, like. Just he just starts getting out of the ring well before he gets hit. Like what a bitch. Um, yeah, yeah. Ref bump. I mean, it was obviously noticeable. I mean, it was just bad. Um, yeah, I fe- I felt like the work was good. It was a quick finish. It was very very good match. Not great, but very good. I think the ref the ref um, bump really took at least a half a beer away from it. So I gave it uh, three and a qu- three and three quarter beers. So almost. We're we're very, very close on this one, and I agree. This was, like, a very fun four-way match, and I love the antics of Dalton Castle. Like, oh, that, dude. all that played into the match very He's well. You have, like, you have the serious guys, and then, like, Dalton Castle's over here just doing his shit, and commentary really sold it, too, talking about his hip muscles. 
Yeah. That was really popping me like, oh, well, he has got the best hip muscles here. You don't want to catch him when he gets those hips going. And dude, Joe Hendry, I saw him live like at Ring of Honor back when they came to Nashville before. But dude, has he always been this big of a hoss? Did he like start training real hard like during the pandemic? Because he was I don't ever remember him being this big and doing all these power moves. No, like I mean, this. he was like he was like uh, a little thicker and not so um, defined. Like he's a lot more defined now than he was. Cause he looks like he, I mean, cause he was definitely impressing me. I don't ever remember. Yeah. Him oh yeah. There were some great power moments here too, which are kind of rare these days and they're missed. I think they're still pretty cool. Um, yeah. so yeah. And I really enjoyed Rhett Titus winning, especially with the drop kick. They sold it like same the drop kick. They're like the drop kicks his finisher. Same. He's perfected it. If he hits it, you don't like dude, that. Dude, his body looks like a million bucks. Looks like he got his body from Gucci, but his, but face? his face looks like he got it from five below, bro. It is cool. like knockoff wish level uh kid rock it's like if you ordered a kid rock mask and it was like loose and like looked hey, really weird you can't fault him for his face he was born like that he's still a good wrestler he can't he can't fa- his face doesn't affect his drop kick put a mask on bro <laughs> jesus oh yeah i mean yeah he might put a mask on but hey i think it's cool seeing him get that title after being in ring of honor for like 15 fucking years or something that's really no, it's cool. awesome yeah good he, story. he is great too like fan, good story Oh, even, though he, good, yes. even though he looks really funny, he looks like, yeah, like if, you know, you got leprosy and started, your face started deforming. I am also a very funny looking dude, so it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah. not bad at all, though. I went three and a half. I, I, I thought it was a really good one. Really good four way there. Really good. Nice. Really good four way. To go out. Yeah. Eight really now. good four way, baby. <laughs> all right. Let's keep it rolling. We got the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Adam Page, getting a promo to thank ROW, ROH as well, ROW, ROH as well. Uh, that was very good, too. It was very heartfelt, and it wasn't really a promo. It was just it seemed like an actual personal thank you, which was nice. Um, the next match on the card here is Brian Johnson versus Josh Woods for the ROH Pure Wrestling Championship. I love the idea of this division. I love the rules. I love the way it's set up. I think it's super cool. I think that this is uh, the way you should move with like uh, a specific style of, of championship. Like get rid of the cruiserweights and X division and start doing this in every company. Like just pure rules or whatever. I think like no closed fists. I think it's just I don't know. It's you get really one good. close fist. Yeah, yeah, you get one. Or the next one gets you disqualified. You only get X amount of rope breaks. I think it's just really well done with the timing of it, too. Great idea. Um, yeah, I mean, both these guys are very, very good wrestlers, too. Uh, Johnson feels like a really good pickup for MLW or Impact or even NWA. I think Brian Johnson could be really good in NWA. Uh, Josh Woods actually feels like a really good option for WWE. I think that he he fits that 2.0 mold really well. I think Josh Woods versus Braun Breaker, whatever, would be great. I think they're both really good and meaty. They could do that power stuff, but they're also very agile. Um, I I think it's a good pickup for WWE, honestly. Better than even AEW. I think Josh Woods would do well in WWE. Um, The match was great, though, man. Smart psychology. The road break spots and into the eye poke and the near fall was a great false finish, especially for this kind of thing. It brings me back to those, like, you know, it's like I think the – the reason why I like these rules so much is because I feel like it takes us back to those steamboat savage days, but keeps it modern. And it's like, they finally figured out a way to do that. Cause I think all of us do kind of miss that wrestling a little bit. Like, I mean the old school, just a lot of it's pretty much just chain wrestling and arm bars and headlocks. And, but the guys just do it so well and their high spots are timed out so well and they sell it so well that the slower pace makes you like it. And I think that these guys did a great job with it, man, four and a half beers, Submission spot was great. Solid match. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Four and a half for me. 
I'm almost right there with you on this. And like, just like you said, I enjoy the whole concept of this thing. It's like that uh, Grand Prix championship that Impact tried to do that they just could not execute right. Like they tried to do like three rounds and kind of had similar yeah. rules, but it was dumb. Like these rules work a lot better. Yes. And yeah. the, both of these dudes ex- knew how to execute it perfectly. Like not, I don't feel like most wrestlers, like, like you said, someone like Ray Horace and Dragon Lee, they wouldn't be able to pull off a match like this. No, absolutely not. I think it and Josh a very so specific too. type of wrestler, like a pure, just a pure wrestler. Hence, you know, no pun. And Josh there. and dude and Brian Johnson worked perfectly as an old school heel. I know like, his charisma was dude great. Uh, like I've never, I don't really know much about Brian Johnson because I haven't really been watching Ring of Honor or wherever he came from. And dude, he had really good charisma. It was shit talking, like very, yeah. like good work, stiff, good chain wrestling, like very fluid. And I love like the story. Like he used his used up his rope breaks early and then couldn't get yeah. out of the choke. Like it was just they executed it perfectly. Yeah, this is I went this is a, years. Yeah, go ahead. Almost almost as much as you four, but dude, fantastic. I really enjoy this style. Yeah. I mean, this is not my match of the night, but this is what I would suggest to go watch, if that makes sense. Um, it's just because it's very good. Both guys are kind of, you know, up and coming, and I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, we did get a Jimmy Jacobs, kind of gets to cut his little thank you promo. It was very nice. And then we got a great package for Kenny King and Shane Taylor. Um, it's uh, Kenny King versus Shane Taylor, fight without honor. Uh, they come out of the gate with a brawl. Commentary was decent most of the show, but I think they really kind of overdid it with this one. Um, like I feel like they were hyping There's a it up. Reason though, because Caprice Coleman is part of the faction. He's I get on that. Commentary. I get that. I get that. But it just didn't. Their energy didn't seem to match the energy in the ring. You know what I mean? Like they were like way over, like uh, even when like because it's like you know you can be slow and methodical and it still be an intense match and that's what they i think the guys in the ring delivered that but the commentary was delivering like this frantic fast paced commentary and i felt like it didn't really match the action in the ring if that makes sense not going to fault the workers for that but i, I mean I, it was just something that i noticed um the crowd was very into it um uh, the, the blockbuster through the table was a dope spot um I, I, right off the, that was pretty early on too yeah. they went hard early yeah, and honestly, for me, like, I'm not – my only takeaway is I in this angle, I know they're a babyface faction, and it's like they're fighting within each other, but I don't think they did a really good job of, of like, showing who's the heel and who's the babyface. You know what I mean? I, I really don't think they did that very well. Either way, it was a good brawl, but it took a little of the story off. Um, not a bad match, but it wasn't a great match either. There were definitely some s- significant stutter steps in yeah. there. Um mm-hmm. Um, it's a, I feel like a smidge past the middle feels right to me. So I went three and a half, um, could have been a four and a half if it had been like better executed, but three and a half. Hey, winner, winner, chicken dinner for the second time. I also gave this match three and a half beers and man, they were really just fucking each other up. That's what this was. Like I said, that big blockbuster spot early, like the very scary botch of the package pile driver through the ladder where the ladder yeah. just slipped and Kenny yeah. King just straight up landed on his head. I was like, yeah. fucking hell. Cause yeah. Shane Taylor's a big motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And, yeah. He's not, he's not small. He's not small. And he's yeah, not. he dude, but they really like, they went all out just beating the fuck out of each other. And I, I like the story part at the end. They embrace with the hug. It's like, they finally, I guess, yeah. Have the respect I mean, I for each that. other yeah. and whatever. But dude, they, they just fucked each other. And dude, Ken, Kenny King with that DDV on him, like through the uh, table, that takes some fucking strength to get that man up. Yeah. And he, oh, it was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, raw yeah. power right there. Yeah, Kenny King crazy. is under. I, I still think he's underrated, man. I forgot that Kenny King was on Tough Enough. Yeah, dude. He's, oh, yeah. He's, dude, he's, he's been around OG, forever. But, that, but that's the thing, too. Like, I, I mean, 
Kenny King is underrated and underutilized, I think. But it is what it is. Uh, let's keep it he moving here. He looks great now. He's, he's in oh. really good shape. Like, I'm almost like, bro, like, now is your time to go solo. Like, get get out of this faction with Shane. Go solo. Go to GCW. Like, I think that that's the place for him to go. Go to GCW, then maybe back to Impact. Uh, maybe even some AEW darks here and there. Maybe do a ch- TNT challenge. You versus Sammy Guevara would be dope. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, let's keep it rolling here, though. We got CM Punk uh, thanking Ring of Honor in the back. Very good promo. And then we got a package for the women's division. Uh, the next match here is Willow versus Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Uh, it's very strong and very technically sound. There were a couple stutter steps in there, but overall it was a very solid wrestling match, and I didn't necessarily expect that from these two. Um, both of these ladies have very bright futures for sure. Um, maybe the best um, wrestling, like wimp, like wrestling match um, on the card without the, just pure wrestling, like as far as far as like uh, the the transitions, the smoothness, the chain. Uh, it could have gone a little longer. In all honesty, um, I, I, I mean, I get why they shortened it. Uh, it was a very solid match. I really liked the post-match stuff with Perrazzo there as well, too. I think Willow is another 2.0 signing. I think that she would do great in um, NXT because she's uh, you know bigger. She's got a bigger stature, and she can really work. And she's got that bubbly kind of personality. It's right up WWE's alley. Um, yeah, I gave it three and a half beers. I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I would, I'm super hyped to see Roxy and Perrazzo. That's going to be a great match. Um, what do you think about this women's uh, championship match? Hey, I mean, I can't agree with you more on this one. This was really good. And like you said, they uh, not like you said, but kind of what referenced what you said earlier with Ray Horace and uh, Dragon Lee. These two girls were more technically sound than them. They weren't doing all the crazy high spots that I enjoy, but technically sound. They did a lot better there. And Willow Nightingale, that's her last name, right? I'm pretty sure I've seen her in some other promotions before. Like, I want to say, like, maybe Impact, at least at some point. No, she's great for sure. Because I, mean, I feel it, like she—it's she, obvious that they're both young, is what I'm saying. Like they both yeah. have a, 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 you know, a ways to go for sure. But I could, t- I could definitely, I feel like she was kind of like helping control the match, kind of like leading everything. Yeah. I mean, which makes sense. The bigger person usually does that. Yeah. It only works that. Way. I mean, it works yeah. better that way usually. And Roxy's but. great too, man. I mean, she deserves to be. If she is the last ever Ring of Honor champion, she deserves it. She was really good for sure. Yeah, but I went uh right there in the middle. Three beers for you. Three beers. Okay, that's solid. I'm not going to argue too much with you about that one. Let's keep it rolling here. Um, yeah, Adam Cole got a little promo thank you as well and was also very nice, very touching, yada, yada, yada. Um, the next match here is Violence Unlimited versus The Foundation. Um, it's a multi-man tag to kind of get everybody on the show. Um, and the work was good for sure. Everyone kind of gets their shine. Taylor Rust looks like a star for sure. Um, EC3 looks like an absolute Exxon gas station. Dude, um, we- <laughs> <laughs> he, I was talking about that shit when I saw him. He was purely pumping that juice, that ah, gas. Goodness. Uh, yeah. I mean, there were more than a few stutter steps in here for sure. A few downright ugly misses. Um, the turnbuckle brainbuster sh- spot was probably the spot of the night, in my opinion. Um, I got to go slightly below average, if I'm totally being honest with you. I really didn't get behind this. I know it's a way to kind of inter- introduce like the Titan and the whole like post-match thing and building a really big-ass stable of like seven people or something. But uh, yeah, I gave it two and a half beers. I couldn't go much higher than that. Where are you at on it? I went a little bit higher, a little bit more... Ge- uh, I was going to say, I'm reading my uh, notes generico. A little bit more generous with my rating because yeah. just that little nostalgia pop at the end where they were doing all like all the finishers from all the old Ring of Honor wrestlers, 
it's like you said, the Generico brain buster spot. Like he hit the Huluva kick, but I did not think he was going to go for the uh, turnbuckle brain buster. That was sick. And then we got to see fucking Homicide hit the cop killer. Man, yeah. it was it was a good nostalgia was classic, pop. So yeah. I went three beers. I, if it wasn't for the nostalgia, it probably would have been rated a little bit lower. But that stuff just added a little bit extra to the match. Got me hyped up a little bit. And then yeah. that sign that Homicide brought in the ring, it looked like a someone's kid did, drew it with crayons. Yeah, it was bad. It was actually a terrible sign, but yeah. good for them. My girlfriend uh, pointed that, that one out to me. I was like, yeah, that that's that's pretty shitty. Pretty garbage. Pretty garbage indeed. Uh, yeah, EC3 kind of promo and kind of builds that new faction, whatever, introduces the Titan. But why would uh, they introduce the Titan on like the last Ring of Honor show? Do you well, think I mean, apparently, apparently they have a super card of honor show scheduled and the venue booked in April. So I think that they're milking this whole like I think and I think that this is why they're doing letting people like defend Ring of Honor titles everywhere and they're advertising it that way. And honestly, if they can, they might be able to just keep Ring of Honor alive doing it like that, doing like four shows a year and just having their titles be used on indie shows. Well, like what I've heard is that they're gonna they're gonna be kind of like GCW. They're not really gonna have many contracted wrestlers. It's gonna be like you know the super indies. They just like pay people per appearance and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. And I think that's great. I mean, I think they'll probably end up having it because I think GCW now has like a handful of people under contract. Okay. Like, well, like I don't maybe maybe like less than less than tw- a dozen. I think like less than that's 12 cool people. though. That, that's that's really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like I don't. I think it's more of like this is like you're contracted to be committed to me for X amount of dates, at, and I get and as long as I tell you within 90 days, you have like we get priority or whatever. Uh, I don't okay. think it's so like it's a probably, they're not exclusive. Yeah, they're not getting yeah. salaried or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like, you know, like a like a Joey Janela is obviously signed to AEW, but like I'm sure he's committed. Like he has a deal that says, okay, you're gonna do at least twelve shows for me this year. Yeah, he has I'll, I think he, I wanna say he might have like something to do with like running GCW and like Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I think so too. And I think GCW eventually will become um you know, an upstream for AEW, maybe it's the third promotion uh, these days, to be honest, it's the, it is, third, it's, it's the third it's ta- promotion. It has taken over for ring of honor, in my opinion, for sure. Um, although, you know, there's a lot of talk of Tony buying the ring of honor catalog, the, the video catalog and making, maybe turning that dark situation into just being ring of honor. Um, and I think that would be a good idea too. I mean, I don't think anybody's like really attached to dark or elevation or anything like that. You could just make it a two hour show, keep yeah. it on YouTube, call it ring of honor. Um and go from there, uh. But yeah, let's keep it rolling here. Let's get to. I think it's our main event. No, we have two more. We We have the tag team and then the world title. Yeah, we got the Bucks thanking Ring of Honor as well. All those packages were very cool. I'm sure you can just watch those on YouTube. But uh, the match here is the Briscoes versus the OGK, uh, which is uh, Taven and Bennett. I forgot about Taven, and I'm sorry I did because and Bennett too. Honestly, it was in a slump. I think this tag team is surprisingly awesome. I think that they should stay together. I think that they should market themselves as a tag team with Maria. I think that there's a lot of meat on the bone there. I mean, it's, um, the, it's the kingdom. It's just the kingdom minus Adam Cole. That's all it is. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. I you just want I, them I, to be more of a tag team than a stable yes, is kind of what you're yes, saying. Let them yes. just be. Because when they were a stable, they were individuals and would sometime tag. Yeah. Like it was like, this is a tag team. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I agree I feel 100%. Like they got matching gear. It's more of a they vibe. They both kind of went through a slump when they went on their singles. Like, the past couple of years, they've both been in a slump. And I think that, like... Well, Matt, no, Taven, Matt Taven won the Ring of Honor World Championship and everything. I think it was more Bennett on the slump. Well, but Bennett won the Pure Championship, didn't he? That must be I'm, recently. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, Ring... 
when Taven was champ, Ring of Honor was probably at their lowest. Yeah, nobody was watching right? it. No. That, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying for their careers, like moving on from Ring of Honor, I hope they stay as a tag team. That's pretty much what I'm saying. I would love to see them versus some of the great tag teams in AEW. I think that there's a lot, a lot there. Um, maybe even go to Japan and wrestle the tag teams over there because they've got a lot of good, really good tags over there as well. Um, yeah, honestly, this is probably my match of the night. The energy, the work rate, the crowd was hotter for this than anything else, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, the feud that's going to eventually happen from the split between Taven and Bennett is probably going to be amazing as well. So I hope that they get to do that on a national level. Um, Jay got a little, I feel like some hard way blood pretty early on and good oh, yeah, on right him. under the eye. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, everything about this felt top notch. The selling was phenomenal. The Maria involvement, the Gaga, the, the little splash of sports entertainment was very 80s NWA. So it's still good pro wrestling to me. Um, suicide dive into the doomsday device on the outside was absolutely insane. Dude. The finish, the finish was incredible to me. To me, the finish of like four or five finishers in a row on Taven shows them so much respect. Um, and it it make it it actually helped. To me, both teams looked amazing by the end of this match. I don't think anybody lost from it. Five beers. I I, lo- I thought it was really really great. Uh, the Briscoes are arguably one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I don't. I mean you got to at least put them in the top 10. I don't know if you can put them in the top five because they've never done it on a consistent basis in front of arena-sized people. Um, but I hope they do get a chance. I would absolutely love to see them in AEW. Um, I think that they... God, I mean, I really would like to see that. But GCW is great for them, too. I feel like it makes the most sense. They've always been that third-brand tag team. So I feel like GCW is probably where they'll end up. But I would like to see them in AEW. What did you think about this tag team match, man? Dude... It was hard, brutal, fast, like the OGK, OGK, OG Kingdom. They were fucking flying all over the place. Dude, like you said, that Doomsday Device, that was fucking sick. The Suicide Dive, Doomsday Device, everything, like you said, that story built where they were just finisher after finisher. Nothing could put them away. And, you know, I I love that because it's showing respect for the wrestler. It's building them up, unlike, you know, some other promotions. They'll have someone lose off of some bullshit finisher or stupid roll-up. Like, this was... Great fucking tag team psychology, even though they were doing a lot of the crazier stuff and more of the high flying, they still were doing your traditional tag team stuff. And talking about traditional tag teams, the post match, the people who came out, talk about AEW, we could definitely see it now with FTR coming out there, basically trying to attack them, setting up the challenge. Dude, FTR versus the Briscoes. I think that's going to happen in AAA, actually. Well, then. No matter where it happens, it's going to be fucking fantastic. Yeah, but, I, agree. Know, I agree. The feud yeah, yeah. will eventually lead to AEW, which I really hope. I heard the Briscoes have been backstage at some of the most recent Dynamite tapings. So, I would love it, man. I mean, I think that they're, yeah, I mean, they're such a good tag team, dude. And I mean, I, I mean, I know that there has been the Young Bucks versus the Briscoes several times, but like, give them on an AEW pay per view level, ooh, like it's it would be, it would just be magical. Yeah. Or like throw them in a three way, like give give me like a TLC for like tag titles or something. You know what I mean? Like Lucha Bros in there or FTR in oh there. My whatever, God. Like. Lucha Bros just versus it would be amazing. But I went uh, four and a half beers on this. I thought it was really good. It. I went to pull five. I'm a mark for tag team wrestling, man. I'm just I mean, that's that. I just love tag teams. I mean, this was definitely like best, like, act, I don't know, like excitement, like crazy excitement of the night like there's different types of excitement because the main event has its own different whole type of excitement just like in that pure match like but i feel yeah. like this match it could be on like a this is a, a dynamite match but or a pay-per-view or a aew dynamite main event like one of those long 
like one of those badass AW. I thought matches. it was great, man. Yeah, it was great. I, Fantastic. Fucking love the Briscoes. The only yeah. rednecks I've ever heard of from Delaware, which I didn't know Delaware was country, but it's yeah, they're just not they're not southern, but it's very country. Like Delaware is just pretty much country. Like it's just farmland for the most part. But yeah, yeah I don't um, know. I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, we're going to lead us to the uh, Danielson got his like thanking ring of honors segment. I liked all the segments again. Be sure to go watch those on YouTube. Main event here is Jay lethal versus Jonathan Grisham. Uh, ring of honor world heavyweight championship here. Um, okay. Listen, the match was super, super good. Bell to bell. Phenomenal. I don't think I could fault any one thing. I don't think there was anything wrong. But it also felt like I was watching Jay Lethal versus Jay Lethal. Like, their styles are just so, so, so similar that it almost feels like when you, like, have two of the same exact wrestler in, like, a SmackDown or whatever, and it's, like, just two alternate, like, outfits, but your rest, like, so their animations even look the same. Like, it's, like, it literally looks like their rest. It felt too smooth. Like, it was too smooth because it felt like the same guy, even down to their body language, their movement just touching each other. Like the way they move, hold their bodies is so similar. I think that plays a lot into the story though. No, I uh, agree. I agree. Listen, I gave the match four and a half beers. I loved the match, but the only, it it felt creepy at moments. Like it was so, so mirror that it felt like uh, almost like horror movie level. Like it was, it felt creepy the way it was just so similar. Like, I don't know. Four and a half beers. The bell to bell was phenomenal, but it's almost like it's almost like when you watch like the new graphics and stuff. Like I don't know if you've seen that new Matrix video game, but it's like you watch like actual live footage and then it cuts to like their their like CGI essentially, and it's mm-hmm. it's virtually impossible to tell the difference. And it feels kind of creepy. Like the human nature is to find that kind of creepy. Like that's that's what this felt like to me. Um, still a great match though. Well, I agree. I gave it just a little bit more and. I sort of agree where you're not agree, but I sort of see where you're coming from because the story of this match, if you really, I'm sure you do know the story, but like Jay lethal is the one who basically trained Jonathan Gresham get like basically. So it makes sense. It's like he's taking the master style and hat and like is can do every single thing that he's taught him. And it's great. I love how that played in the match because it was like, dude, the student's finally becoming the teacher or not really. He's not here. The student is showing that he's his equal now. Yeah. I become I can become the world champion just like you have. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Like you said, move for move, so fluid, so great. They didn't miss a single step on this. The only thing that took it out of it for me that didn't give it five beers, the crowd just did not seem to be with it for some reason as much. Towards the end, whenever when all the wrestlers came out, they picked it back up, but like they just weren't as hype. Like maybe the Briscoes wore them out because like yeah. you said, crazy like they were doing like big the big crazier moves, and this was a pure fucking wrestling match, which that's what Ring of Honor is all about. I love the ending. You know, his wife, his best friend comes in there. And I saw this hilarious, like, little tweet because Baron Black, he wrestles on AEW Dark. He's on, like, a 36-match losing streak. <laughs> and it was, like, best friend, world champion, me, 0-36. Oh, but that, that was a good good story. Very great pay-per-view. I mean, really, there was no match. Like, wrestling-wise, there was no match that was below a... I mean, I know you gave one below a three, but, like, everything was almost like two and a in half. the middle. Yeah. Which two and like a half is was, not, like, the worst, you know? Yeah, exactly. But everything was almost mid-level or higher on this. I agree. It was a great show. Um, It was a great show. I mean, Briscoes versus OGK is definitely my match of the night. So, honestly, for both of the shows this week, the tag matches are my match of the night for both of them. 
Um, but yeah, I loved it, man. I'm excited to see where it goes uh, with Ring of Honor. I'm excited to see uh, the future here. Um, speaking of the future, let's talk about what we got coming up here soon. We've only got a couple more episodes left. Two to be in fact. Two in fact. We have two episodes coming up left of season three, and then we're into season four. And I am, I for one, am super, super excited about that. Um, here we go, dude. Like next week is our last nostalgia versus nostalgia episode. Um, at least for season three, the more I've like thought about it, the more I'm like looking into storylines that I like that we're doing. I mean, honestly, right now, like we're doing WCW 96 going into 97. We're doing WWF going into 96 and 97. We're doing WWE going into 2006 and 2007. And then we have been doing TNA 06 going into 07. That's four right there. So that's at least in the Saudi show for every week of the month. Right. Yeah. We'll um, be able to make we'll be able to work it like that easily with all those. I, I, I feel like I feel like we can. Uh, but the problem is, it's going to be able to find like, um, you know, some some current events because I don't want to have to have certain weeks where we have to have a list show because I want to cover all those storylines, you know. So we're going to have to make it work one way or the other. We'll figure something out there. Maybe we'll cover some just AEW TV from that week and just put it up against uh, a one an old school pay-per-view or whatever if we don't have a, a current one to cover. But we'll figure Ooh, that out. What if we went back and maybe, you know, we have the Peacock did like an old school Nitro or Raw from that same time period. We could maybe pull something like to get that to keep the storyline going. Could absolutely do that. I agree. I agree fully. We could completely do that. Let's uh, let's let's talk about next week though. Next week we're doing WCW's 1996 continuing that storyline, um, and I did change it up here. We're gonna do WWF in your house 12. It's time. That is Bret Hart versus Psycho Sid for the WWF World Championship. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that one, and it's so we're literally wrapping up. 96 for WCW and WWF here going into my favorite year of all time, 1997. So I am really, really hyped for this. Have you seen these pay-per-views before, Wex? I've never seen the first one that you're talking about, the In Your House 12, Bret Hart and Sid, but Starcade is the other one we're covering, correct? Yeah. I've, I've seen, seen Star- Starcade before on the net, like when the network first came out, but the WCW stuff, I watched it, but it's been a while. So definitely looking forward to seeing O Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hogan, Hollywood Hoke. Hogan, Hoke Hogan. Hoke Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Uh, the following week is going to be right before New Year's. It's going to be our end of the year review and recap. Um, so that show is going to be some superlatives, just us kind of talking about everything that we've gone through in 2021. Um, our how our show has grown. Um, the stuff that we liked from WWE, AEW. Uh, NXT, so on. That show itself will probably only be about 30, 35 minutes. Um, also, too, everybody's got a lot going on the holidays, you know. So that, that'll be your normal podcast feed. However, um, we're going to try to do it. I'm either going to come to Wex's house or he can come over here or whatever. Um, and we are going to stream on Twitch how we are going to break down um, our season four. So we are going to have our first ever Twitch stream. Um, and that will be, you can always go to our Twitter to find where our Twitch stream will be. I will be posting the link there, uh, on the Twitter and that's at kfabe.com everywhere at kfabe.com except for TikTok, which is at kfabe.com pod. We're also going to try to go live on YouTube as well, since we've been putting some videos up there and we're getting some engagement there as well. Um, so I'm excited about it. Wex, I mean, doing the year in review and then like breaking down season four with our people, you know what I mean? Like having them hop on live and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I've never really been on a Twitch stream. I'll, I'll try not to get us banned. I'll try not to say cracker because apparently that'll get you banned. Even though I'm white, even though I'm white, it'll still get you banned. But yeah, uh, I'll try not to get us banned. I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it PG 13 and we'll have a good time with our fans, discuss some wrestling and you know, 
Yeah, I'm I mean, I think you can I'll try not to get I mean, too uh, can, too wasted. You drop f bombs on uh, on Twitch, right? You just have to like make sure that you're have your explicit thing on or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Like I said, I just know people get banned for for crazy shit all the time. So. Okay, well, we're not gonna get banned, but we're gonna talk about season four. I've already got the music written for it. I've gotten everything together. I got the intro and the outro. They're both done. And I might have um, to cut a freestyle or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to get some sponsors for season four, too, as well. We've been talking about that. Maybe get uh, Exit in on there. Maybe talking about the shows coming up there and getting them to sponsor the show. Um, yeah, we're also going to have Jesse Baker in a, in a uh, more um, uh, per-appearance role. Like uh, maybe a couple shows every month or so. Uh, doing the Baker's Dozen idea. We're going to get him on with some um, with some random friends. Maybe they'll do some watch-alongs. Maybe they'll do their own little lists. Um, and honestly, that's just so me and Wex can like live our lives sometimes, guys. Because a lot of times it's like seven hours of wrestling every week that we have to watch. And, you know, sometimes we have like just things to do. So it's yes, hard to and, uh, get all that done. Speaking of like watch alongs and stuff, sometimes if you guys know the shows that we're going to be covering, sometimes I will occasionally invite people to watch along those shows that we are going to cover for the week. Because it's just more fun to watch a wrestling show with some friends instead of just by yourself in your room with a beer. Yeah. And I, yeah, well, I was I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I wanted to start the Twitch channel. I feel like it'd be easier if we just we could exactly. you know, if you're watching it, just go live on Twitch or if I'm watching it or whatever. Um, and I think we idea, can buddy. even share great in idea. together on that. So we could probably even do some watch alongs together while you're at your house and I'm at mine. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. The future looks bright and I'm going to give you a sneak peek into what we have for season four. Um, we are definitely going to be covering WWE's day one, 2022. Um, and since we haven't talked about this angle in the storyline, that 06 TNA in a while, um, I'm going to bring that one in here and we're going to have TNA final resolution from 2007. So that would have been their January pay-per-view we're moving into 2007 there. Okay. Um, okay. and then our second episode of season four is going to be impacts hard to kill 2022. So that's two current pay-per-views back to back. We're getting, we're getting on the, on the right pace here. And that's going to be going up against WCW sold out from 1997. Ooh, sold uh, out. That's a classic. Yeah. I haven't watched that one in years. So I'm excited about that one. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little, little sneak taste into season four. So that's where we're going to launch, um, on our Twitch stream to kind of like go from there and shape the rest of, I'd like to get all the way through summer. If we can do the first six months, um, that'd be great. So that's what we're going to try to do. But, uh, yeah. That's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, you can always find me at Daniel Daybreak, all of your social medias. The show is at KFabe.com on all of the socials or at KFabe Comparisons on YouTube and on Twitch. It'll be KFabe Comparisons. Um, yeah, TikTok is at KFabe.com pod. We've kind of been neglecting the TikTok because we're trying to build the YouTube. Um, tell us if that's a mistake. Maybe should we, we should just be pulling these clips and putting them on TikTok. Um, I don't know. I feel like we we're, might be getting a little bit more engagement on TikTok than we are on YouTube. So maybe who knows? Maybe we'll do both. Maybe we'll do both. Maybe so. we'll do both. Maybe we'll do both. And also, I definitely want to get in, involved in the Twitch streaming thing. I think that would be fun. Maybe even start doing uh, premium streams for uh, the people that like the show that can come and actually listen to us do the podcast live on Thursday nights as well. Uh, maybe like, I don't know, three bucks a month or something like that. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. The future looks bright. Season four looks awesome. Wex, where can people find you? You can find me at Wex Breaking the Loss and on all of your social medias. And as you know, Kayfabe come on YouTube. You know, check that out. Gonna be more clips. Gonna get clip it up, clip it up, get real nice. Get some good shit. Uh, yeah, we just want you to engage with us. I'm trying to talk to people. I want to hear your opinions and shit. It's fun. I like to engage with people on wrestling. Love it. We love to engage with people on wrestling. Um, That's right, bubba. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right, holla, holla.
Peace.